0: You're listening to How To Catholic, episode 15, How To Dating Detox.
1: From wanting it to living it.
0: Hey everybody, this is Lisa Cotter.
1: And I'm Kevin Cotter. And we're your co-hosts here at the How To Catholic podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence.
0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Lisa here with my husband, Kevin. Yo. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Lisa. You're sitting next to me. Yep. This is fun. Together. Yes. Okay, so I'm really, um, yeah... I'm really, I say this, I feel like every podcast that I'm really
1: excited about. <laughs> well, we don't do podcasts on things we're not excited about.
0: It's true. Because if we're not excited about it, then we don't think you're going to be excited about it. So it's just podcasting reality. Everything we're excited about. But this has a special, special place in my heart. Our big. Our topic. Big place on my
1: heart. This is huge. hmm This has been a lot of our uh, last year, 18 months. Two years. 24 months. Yeah. 24 so, months. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We are talking today about something that we we haven't been talking about a whole lot. We've kind of talked about it a little bit here and there just a, early a on bit. as it was kind of wrapping up here. But we want to talk today about something that we are really passionate about, that we are very excited for, and extra excited for now because of the timing of this here. We're going to be talking about our book, Dating Detox. And we hope you don't think, oh, great, they're just going to like sell to us because that's actually not what we're trying to do. We are just... So blown away by the feedback that we're getting from the book. And we just, we have to share it with y'all because we're just so excited about what this book has been doing in people's lives. And I do want to say just from the start, all glory to God, because this book, Dating Detox, that we put together, we wrote, Two Years in the Making... I I have been reading through it. So I reread it with a group of about 200 people who we were doing it together through a closed Facebook group. And so I was reading with them each day. And then we were commenting and putting up extra thoughts and and things on Facebook and encouraging people and so on. And as I read it, there were multiple times where I would look at it and go, did I write that? (laughs) Like Really? Like that was was us? Like that was me? That was Kevin? I can't believe we did this. So really, it's the Holy Spirit. And I give full and complete and everything credit to him. And I don't mean that, you know, like, oh, go Jesus way. But like, like, no, really.
1: Yeah. And as we talk about the book more, just, yeah, just awesome. All the content we got from other people as well. And that's uh, a huge part of the book and a huge part the of stories. Not the stories. Con- yeah.
0: We didn't steal content. But yeah, I was trying not to give that point away. Yeah. The stories
1: <laughs> of the people in the book are, are huge. And I think it's such an important timing right now, like you were saying before, because it's almost Lent and the book is a 40 day process book. Mm -hmm. And so it makes a really great book for Lent. And so that's uh, a little bit of why we're doing our podcast today on dating detox. We've been waiting. We thought this is a good moment as Lent is coming around uh, for people to to go through it.
0: Yeah. Just to share with you a little bit more about the book, why we wrote the book and why you need to go on a dating detox. Yeah. More than ever, I believe that after hearing people go through the book and getting feedback, uh, I really believe everybody needs to go through a dating detox
1: yeah it actually it's one of those things where we were really inspired to write the book but you get even more inspired so let's let's jump right in lisa let's talk about a little bit why we wrote the book and just want to share some thoughts i know the the genesis of the book was a lot on your heart mm-hmm. and mind uh coming off seek a couple years ago and mm-hmm. uh explain a little bit of, of just the why behind the book
0: yeah, so it was Seek 2015, and I had a chance to speak to all the ladies like I did at Seek 2017, and also to, um, yeah, just to the men and the women at the conference. It was a couple weeks after the conference, and they had been on my heart a lot lately. I've been praying for those students who had been in attendance because I knew where they were at. I knew it had been a couple weeks since the conference had ended. And I'd, I'd been to events like this before my, on my own. And I you know we've been working with college students, young adults, for over a decade now through Focus. And I knew what was going on. And, and you probably know what's going on, too, a couple weeks after an event like this. You've got the retreat high or the mission trip high or the conference high or whatever it is. And you're like, I'm going to change the way I live my life. We're doing this now. Like, just cold turkey. I'm just done, right? And then it's two weeks later. And the high has gone. And... You're back at your dorm room, or you're at a party, or you're at a bar, or you're in a dark basement with your boyfriend, whatever it is, girlfriend, whatever it is. And you go, okay, I know I'm worth more than this. I know that my value is greater than this. But, and, and I know that I want it. I know I don't want to keep living in this cycle that never leads to my happiness and always leads to emptiness and always leads to regret. But I have no idea how to change. I have no idea how I'm supposed to practically do this. So I'd been thinking about this, and this thought came to my mind that, this was in prayer, uh, someone should write a book on that. <laughs> like God put it on my heart. I was like meditating on the gospel. Like it had nothing to do with anything, and this thought just came to me. Someone should write a book on how to go from wanting it, from wanting this freedom to love and be loved, from from wanting it to actually being able to live it. And I sat with that for some time. I was too afraid to tell Kevin because the idea of writing a book was daunting to me. I don't like writing. I remember the last paper I wrote in college, and I was like, thank God I'll never have to write anything ever again. Thank you, Jesus. Like, really, thank God. Um, and and so that idea just w- was too too overwhelming for me. But that thought stayed on my heart for weeks. And finally, I said something to Kevin about it. I said, I think we should do this. And he, he said, Yes we should <laughs> super supportive super excited um, long story short we, we put together a book proposal we we sent it over to um, just to, to somebody to look at and in that process uh, Jason Christina everett who um, were neighbors of ours they recently moved and we miss them dearly um, it, through our friendship the, the topic came up that I was working on this book and they we so excited about it. They said, Oh my gosh, we went in on this. Like, can, can we, what can we do to help? How can we be a part of it? And so it was just amazing to have their support along the time of writing it and, and their encouragement. And it just made me very confident to know that they had been, you know, reading through the draft and <laughs> they, they know a lot. Um, and Jason was just amazing with helping me make sure to structure chapters, certain ways or challenging me with the way that we, you know, kind of put together the flow. So, uh, w- it just it was just like this blessed holy spirit thing that they happened to be around and near us during that time and that they were so open and willing to help us they wrote the forward for the book um and then we ended up signing a contract with the augustine institute because um they now have Lighthouse Catholic Media and we really wanted the book to to really be able to get out to the missionaries and um then Ignatius Press jumped along too so it ended up being co-published and um just a really wild journey um but it was just so clear the god's hand was all over this book.
1: Yeah, and I think just going back to your thoughts on seek, obviously uh working for focus these last 10 years, you see so often how our toxic culture, our toxic culture when it comes to dating and relationships and sexuality just can hinder our students and our our missionaries so often. And so I think when you brought the idea to me, I was so inspired because I was like, yes, this is where people get caught up. We, uh, we live in Denver. We live in Colorado. <laughs> so I always like to talk about, the, you know, this idea of like gateway drugs, right? Uh, we know marijuana. Because we have pot. Yeah, because we have pot. And uh, when we got down to Chastity, kind of viewing that as the gateway virtue or the gateway vice, meaning if you're able to actually understand Chastity, you're able to live that out in your life. It's a gateway virtue. It allows you to live out the virtuous life because there's few things that are harder in our culture today than that. And on the flip side, if you do struggle with chastity, it really can be an impairment to your relationship with others and your relationship with God. It's this gateway vice that can really steep you into a lack of trust uh, in God, uh, a lack of prayer life because you're, you're afraid to talk to God. Um, uh, you really shy away from fellowship with with other Catholics because you know that sin that you have. And so really trying to look at this as uh, a gateway virtue or gateway vice. And if we can help people really understand how to love and be loved, they're going to make a, a a big difference because it's such a critical point. And, uh, yeah, just really inspired uh, from that end. So uh, that's a little bit of the context, a little bit of the why. And uh, you want to go into the three points here? Why, why did AD detox?
0: Did you want to give some stats first? Oh,
1: yeah, we um, could do some Kevin, stats.
0: Kevin did some research. I don't want him to miss out on this.
1: So... Uh, there's a there's a study from Young Catholic America. It's a really good book if you're interested. It's a it's a bit of an academic book, uh, kind of a sociological look at uh, young Catholics in America, as it's titled. And some of the stats I thought were really alarming. So this is for practicing Catholics, and so they describe practicing Catholics as they're you know, twenty eighteen to twenty three years old. They go to mass, uh, you know, usually weekly. Uh, their faith is very, extremely important to them, and they pray a few times a week. so the number of those folks um, who who had sex in the last month was thirty seven percent so you just imagine you know these practical practicing Catholics they 're living out their faith thirty thirty six thirty seven percent of those are are struggling in, in, a, in a really deep way with sexuality twenty one percent of those have impregnated someone uh, and twenty percent have been pregnant and so this this topic is so huge, and it's always been huge in our church, I think especially today. But if we think about saints like St. Saint Augustine or St. Ignatius of Loyola or even St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, their ability to overcome chastity was huge for their conversions and huge for the in the life of the church. Uh, and so we really believe that this is a, is an awesome way to help people uh, really succeed in the virtuous life and, and ultimately to become saints.
0: And if that's you, like if you're part of that 30%, we just want you to know like we love you to pieces. Like there's no mm. judgment coming from us over here. Um we just we we desperately want you to find the peace and the joy and the fulfillment that you're looking for because we know from the process of writing this book that it weighs on your heart and we know that it it is something that does not lead to your happiness and we know that it's something that Leaves you feeling guilty and and full of shame, and we just desperately want to give you that freedom that you're looking for, and that's why we wrote this book. Not because we want to wag our finger or steal your fun, but because we we know we know from our experiences, from our conversations, that it's not, um, you know, there's something better.
1: And and that's perfect. That's a great lead into our first point, mm-hmm. which is people need to know why why have a dating detox. Ultimately, people need to know that it's possible, right? I think so often we've bought into the lies and we've bought into this lie that it's not possible in our culture. And the stories in the book really bring out that it, it actually is possible. We can witness people's lives. We can see and hear about their stories and say, oh my gosh, the truth that I know, the truth that I want to live out, pe- people are actually living this way. And I think it's really inspiring. And and that was a huge part of the book is um, getting those stories
0: Yeah. So how we went about doing this is when we started writing the book, I mean, I have my own story. Kevin has his own story and no, we were not perfect. Um, we weren't, you know, born saints. Um, we have our own, we're still not saints. No, (laughs) Darn it. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Um, and so what we did is we said, okay, we, we need, we just wanted to listen first. We wanted to hear from those who had gone through this process. So we were at new staff training summer 2015 and Every day we were doing interviews with missionaries, focused missionaries. And I think sometimes we can think, oh, well, they're focused missionaries, so they, they fundraise their salary, they've given two years to serving Jesus on college campuses, they must be perfect, what could they possibly have? Well, after conducting these interviews, all face-to-face, most of them about an hour long, um, we... we we know for sure that these are not perfect people. <laughs> They're amazing people. Um, in fact, I think I, I love and respect them more because of yeah. the fact that they shared their their struggles, their trials, their stories with us. But we, we heard from them, how did they go from wanting it to living it? And through these stories, we were able to then find the trends. We were able to find uh, what was it that, you know, those essentials for success and we were able to then take their stories and write them into the book. So instead of saying, well, you should do this or you should do that or you're a bad person if you haven't done that, which is not what we want to do. We don't want to yeah. wag a finger like it's, it's nothing but love coming from from us over here. Uh, we just tell stories. We tell their stories and and then we pull out something from that story that's going to help you to be able to gain that that freedom to love and be loved that you're looking for. So, Kev, do you want to share one of those stories?
1: Yeah, one of our our favorite stories is about uh, we don't use their real names about Ben and Rosie. And Ben and Rosie, uh, when they got got to college, they knew they wanted different dating relationships. They uh, had slept around in high school. Then when it got to college, they said, "All right, we want we want something different." And they began to date one another, but soon they fell back into their old ways. And they were just doing the college thing. They were doing what their friends were doing. They're sleeping with one another. And they they just felt like, boy, we're just being like, we want something different, but we're just doing what everyone else is doing. And then they began to encounter some focused missionaries. And through their relationship with these focused missionaries, they discovered there's something more to life. And so they started to really engage in their Catholic faith. They started to go into daily mass. And as they experienced Jesus more and more, they said, boy, I think it's time that we stopped sleeping with one another. And this is where the struggle really uh, began to take form because they would say, oh, well, we won't won't sleep together, but we'll have slumber parties. But then those slumber parties would lead to sleeping together. And they'd say, okay, okay, we're not going to have slumber parties. All right, we'll we'll still make out though, but then that would lead to sleeping together. And so they really started putting some heavy restrictions on the relationship to a point where, boy, if I have to drop you off the curb and not go inside, that is what I'm going to do. And slowly but surely... They're able to really reestablish a relationship that was based on Jesus Christ and based on respect for one another. And they're able to abstain from sex all the way until their wedding day.
0: I thought you were going to use until they broke up that joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the way until. Sometimes the, <laughs> Kevin
0: likes to drop that when we give a talk on this. He makes he's so funny.
1: And I didn't this time. I said, mm-hmm. their wedding day. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's a really cool story, and, and it's better in the book than I just told it. But the cool part is I had a focused missionary in my office this week, and he's like, Kevin, I have to tell you about Dating Detox. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got this guy on my campus. He's going through a radical conversion with Seek, but in particular, he went to your all's talk, and he's read Dating Detox.
0: He's reading it. Reading.
1: And in particular, Ben and Rosie's story, the story I just told, was huge and influential in his life. And he and his girlfriend are really trying to get to a place where they can live out the way that the Lord, the way they know they can be loved and they can love one another as well. And he said just this week, even they were struggling, they were getting into that, that moment of temptation. They said, no, remember that story. We can do that too. And they're able really, to really back off from that temptation. And so it's just awesome to hear the stories in the book, but that's that's the power of story. Um, it, it has that ability to imprint examples and models in our life that we go, it's possible. I can do this too. Somebody else did it. I could do it too.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's just so, so important to remember that because we live in this toxic dating culture where oftentimes we think there's not another option. Like we just have to do what the culture does. And that's what Ben and Rosie fell into. Even though they knew in their hearts, they wanted something different. They wanted something better. They just assumed, well, if you want to feel love or you know experience pleasure, this is the only way you do it because this is how everybody else does it. And their story I mean, that's just one of I think there's about twenty four stories that made it into the book, um, like that, that we just are so thrilled to be able to share because it's so powerful. And hearing that story of this missionary student who he's working with, um, just just reiterated to us the power of that story. And so we're we're really um blessed to have story as a heavy part of this book.
1: Yeah, we need we need great stories. Uh, we get bad stories from the culture. We get bad stories oftentimes from some of our friendships and over and over we're told a story of this is the way life is and so we need different stories in our lives. You want to ch- live differently? Read different stories because they, they have that power. So that was our our first reason for dating detox. We need to know it's possible. And one of the best ways to do that is is through story.
0: Excellent. You want to share with us our second Reason why we need a detox here?
1: Yeah, so our second uh, reason is that we need to think differently. We need to think differently. It goes hand-in-hand hand with our first point. So Romans 12.2, one of my favorite verses, it's, Do not be conformed to this world, but renew your mind in Christ Jesus. And so often we get that message from the culture and from our world, and we've got to renew that. And so what I love about this book is, like Lisa was saying, we had these stories, but then from those stories we get principles, these truths that we know, uh, this wisdom that we know is true. And that we know that we can depend on when we read it. And so as we're reading these lives, we we get these principles and our ability to, to know the truth. We get deeper theology. And that's what the book tries to do and expound upon is really getting down to, to what God's plan is uh, for our ability to love and be loved.
0: And we do. We spend quite a bit of time in the book. Um talking about it through story 2 um just the power of god's plans for love dating sex marriage all those things because i think sometimes we fail to recognize that there is a plan for that <laughs> yeah and that we do have a creator who created love for us so he knows how we love best and so we look at well why why does the church even teach that um one of my favorite stories that really illustrates this need for understanding God's designs because they'll lead to our happiness is the story of Daniel. Uh, another story in the book and Daniel, I love Daniel cause he, this is so, um, I don't know. It just breaks all the stereotypes. Uh, Daniel was a homeschooled kid, um, homeschooled through eighth grade. And when he graduated from his kitchen table and went to high school, he
1: that's your that's your joke that you always like to tell <laughs> that graduated my, from your kitchen table
0: I know my favorite part is we homeschooled up until this year and and if we hadn't found the most amazing Catholic school our kids would still be homeschooled and I loved homeschooling it was it was great um but it's not like the perfect fix all you know yeah. for some families like it, it does protect against a lot of things but anyways Daniel breaks that that um stereotype I, I feel like I'm scaring people now anyways point <laughs> being Daniel Daniel had been taught um you know why we're supposed to follow God's plans, kind of in a very um, matter-of-fact way. It was yeah. just th- these are just the facts. This is what you do, and but there was no heart behind it. It was just you do this. You know, you don't do this. You do do this. Bottom bottom line.
1: Kind of like math. Yeah. Two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. And then also. These are the rules to to sex and stuff Mm -hmm. and don't do those things.
0: Mm -hmm. But there's like no like love or context with it. So he goes to high school and his friends start questioning about this and he kind of tries to defend it for a while. And then he kind of decides, well, everybody else is having fun and I'm not is what it appears to be. And so he starts to put one foot kind of in the world with his friends, but still out of guilt, holds on to this feeling of well, I should be doing it God's way? And so eventually that started to gnaw on his heart. And so he said, okay, I don't like this guilt thing. So I'm going to get rid of this Jesus thing. So he becomes agnostic and just says, forget it. I don't even know if it's real or not. I don't even care.
1: He's like, these girls are really good looking. And they're a lot better than God right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. None of of the stuff that he'd been taught was making sense. So he starts to, how we say, is he begins to write his own rules. And so the first thing he says is he says, okay, well, I'm just going to sleep with girls that I'm in a relationship with. And, you know, only if we're committed, we're going to do this, you know, the honorable way. We'll be in a relationship, you know. We'll prove that we do love each other, and then we'll sleep together. He did that a couple of times, and every time he said the breakup was just so horrible, It was just like crash and burn. He, he described it as like you're floating on this cloud, and then the cloud evaporates, and you just crash. And he thought, well, that was too hard. I just the emotion tied behind it was too hard. So he said, okay, new rules. Now we're just going to hook up. I'm just going to hook up with girls. Not let my emotions get attached. We'll just seek out the pleasure. We'll seek out the fun as long as it's mutually consenting, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sure. We'll just do it that way. was his line of thinking. So he tried that for a while. And then even that began to fail him. He said, you know, it was as if when it was just about the physical side, like there's just an emptiness. Like when, when that was all it was, he was like, there's gotta be something more. He said, he just knew in his heart, like this can't be it. Like this, this cannot be all that we're made for. So finally through, through theology of the body and, and through seeing, uh, not just here's the rules, but here's why God gave us the quote rules, which are for our freedom for our, out of love. Uh, and it started to click. And so he, he kind of went all in and said, okay, I'm not just going to follow the rules because that's what the good kids do, but I'm going to live the rules because I know they're from the love of my father. And through that, he was finally able to find that freedom that he was looking for. And Daniel, he's, he's the coolest. Like he really is just a really cool guy. Um, <laughs> And, and so you just, you know, if you met him, like you would know this was his story, you know? Um, but I just, I love his story because it shows us the power in thinking differently and not just seeing it as this set of rules that we just have to arbitrarily follow because God wants to steal our fun because he has nothing better to do up in heaven, but to see, you no, know, they flow from the love of our father. Uh, and, and so we, we do that in the book. We we illustrate and we and we talk about why God created us in this way and why he gave us these rules out of love and how that can actually lead to our happiness and our fulfillment.
1: And that's, yeah, it's such a cool place to be. I think right now in our world, we have to really defend our faith in so many ways for a while. It's just, all right, this is the faith. I'm Catholic. This is what I do. And today everything is questioned, but when it's questioned, we actually have to develop that. Why? And I think it gives us so much more fulfillment because you don't just do the thing. We actually know why we're doing it and how important it is. And so, yeah, that ability really get down to even you're like, oh no, I'm I'm good at this, or um, I live a certain way. To know the why just changes everything because it leads to more fulfillment. You understand why you live the way you do. It's so 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 important. So I think it's huge.
0: Yeah, and one one more kind of quick story that flows from that is we I mentioned this earlier. We have this closed Facebook group. They just finished. It was a group of about 200 people who are doing the detox at the same time and. We were getting on Facebook, working with them, and it was amazing to see their comments come through. And one of my favorite comments throughout the process, uh, one of the participants at one point said, "I never knew I could be this free." Mm. And I just thought, "Oh, that's so. Oh, that's so. Why we wrote this book? <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just so exciting, and and so much that it was. It was around that time when we were talking about like God's rules, and and for this person, it was freeing to be able to live in." Uh, in God's ways. Uh, so that was just beautiful.
1: Yeah. So again, we're talking about why to go on a, a detox or why you need to detox. We've talked about, first off, most importantly, we just need to know that it's possible through the power of story. We get to see those ex- examples mm-hmm. to know that it's possible.
0: To, and I would add, it's possible to detox from our toxic dating culture. Yeah. 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 There you go.
1: Yeah. And then the s- second one, ultimately we need to think differently. That's why the detox is so important because it gets the toxic dating culture out, and it gets God's plan in. And then now we're going to look at our third principle, which is ultimately we need to know how. And this is where I think a lot of people get caught up. And yeah, Lisa, you want to fill mm. in on this one?
0: Yeah, and that really is the heart of what makes this book so different. It it, w- it flowed from that idea in that in prayer two years ago of, well, you know how? How do I do it? I know I want it. I I get it. Maybe I'm starting to understand there's got to be a better way, but I don't know how. And so that's why we did a detox um, because it really is, it's a process book. It's a 40 day process book. So we don't just tell you why, but we show you how. And every day at the end of the day, we have these detox challenges and it's something physical that you do. Very tangible. It's not just reflection questions. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we wanted to make it incredibly practical. And so There's steps that you take, things that you do every day to help you detox from our toxic dating culture. So sometimes it's getting rid of something in your life and sometimes it's adding something in. So if we do like a food detox... Oftentimes they'll have you, okay, you need to stop eating these things, but then they'll say, But you need to start drinking X amount of water, or you need to start having X amount of green vegetables, because you're not just trying to get rid of the junk, you're trying to restore as well. So there's an adding in and a taking out um that that's very, very practical in the book. And people have you know, the the comments we were getting at the beginning, um, the first few weeks on the Facebook group was like, This is really hard. <laughs> And we said, we know, but that's what makes it worth it. You know, doing something like the whole 30 or a P90X, is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or Exodus 90, like the Catholic version now. Yeah. Really? I don't know if you know. Yeah. Anyways, no. we'll, it's, Ooh. I'll have to talk to you more okay. about that later.
0: The reason people love those is because it's hard. If it's not yep. hard, then there's not going to be a transformation. If it doesn't push you, if it doesn't challenge you, then it's just fluff and it's nice. And.
1: But you, you love fluff. Lisa. I hate <laughs> fluff.
0: I am not a fluffy person. Um, if you've ever heard me speak before, you know that. I, I just I, I'm also not like a in your face kind of person, I hope. No. Um but I, I'm very much like if we're gonna be here, let's do something. Let's do some work, let's get something done. And that's very much reflected in this book. It's like, you know what, let's stop talking about the fact that you hate the way that your dating life is going. You hate the way that people are treating you and that you're treating others and that there's guilt and there's shame and all that stuff. Let's do something about it. Yep. Like that's what we're doing in the book is we're getting nitty gritty getting our, our hands dirty and we're doing something about it and it takes work
1: yeah and rather than just saying hey here's all the great reasons why you should exercise to use an analogy here no we're actually gonna have you go through the exercises and i think that's that's the whole genesis of the book is all right seek you get inspired or any conference get inspired a certain way you want to live a certain way all right how do i actually do that and we just know from the knowledge of the church we know the knowledge of um psychology that in order to actually establish a habit in our lives in order to establish a virtue you need about 30 or 40 days to do that where you're really concentrating on it and where you're really trying to live that out and that's why so often we get inspired by a talk or read a book in a week and then we turn around a couple months later and say wait i'm still living the exact same way and we don't want to live that way, right? So the ability to go through it in 40 days, actually, you could read the book faster, but to slow yourself down, to go through the practical steps, to really think about it for 40 days, that is what's going to be life-changing. Not just that one talk you hear, as good as a good talk can be, or that book you read very quickly, but really to go through that process and say, all right, I'm going to go from wanting it to living it.
0: Yeah. And it takes time to develop that habit. It's, it's not an overnight thing. Um, and that's why we take it step by step over 40 days. Yep. And what I love about 40 days is there's this little season coming up. That's 40 days.
1: It's called Lent. Lent.
0: Yes. Lent is coming up. And so we wanted to do this, this um, episode right now, because if you don't know what you're going to do for Lent, you're like, yeah. ah, what should I do? I don't know. Here's what I'm telling you. I'm not your spiritual director, right? But uh, having just seen this group go through it, I was like, these poor people just went through purgatory when it wasn't even Lent. Um, this, if you did this book uh, this, and you followed it and you did what we ask you to do in each of the challenges, this is all you would need to do for Lent. If if you follow the challenges and you do what we ask you to do, there's plenty in there of sacrificing, of giving up, of adding in spiritual prayer time and holiness. It's it's all in there. And so if you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm tired of just giving up pop, you know, <laughs> yep. this would, I think, rock your Lent. We recently had one of the um, girls who went I, through the book.
1: I like that, rock your Lent. That's
0: good. Rock your Thank Lent. You. <laughs> yes. She it's gonna rock your Lent. Yeah, she put up a post on her Instagram account with a picture of her in the book, and she said, "This was the hardest forty days of my life and the best forty days of my life." And I just thought, "Wow, praise God! Wow, I can't believe I got to be the tool to help with that. That is so cool." Yeah. So if you want to have the best Lent ever, this this book, if you do it, I promise, if you do it and you commit to it one hundred percent, you will you will see a difference in your life come Easter.
1: Hashtag. Rock your <laughs> And
0: that's,
1: that's, I mean, I think going through this process of writing the book and interviewing people and reading the stories is on one side, I'm really scared because just knowing how the quality of our focus missionaries, just to see all the stuff they've had to go through and all of the things they've faced. Um, it's just makes, yeah, it opens your eyes even more to just how toxic our world is. And how, how it sucks mu- us in. Yeah. And it imprisons us. And, and just to see them succeed, it gives me, on the flip side, gives me so much hope to go, oh my gosh, people, it's amazing what they're able to overcome. It's amazing the challenges they're able to get through. And I know there's people listening to this podcast are saying, oh yeah, except for me, not me. I can't do that. And uh, just want to encourage, encourage you guys out there, wherever you're at, to think about picking up this book. Not because we want to sell a book, because we want to see people... Get free. We wanna see that authentic freedom is so, so huge. So really encourage you. Hey, if you don't get help here, get help somewhere. But I mean, we just we just wanna see people get that freedom. It's so important and it's so yeah, it's so inspiring for us to hear from you all and hear from Focus Missionaries. It's mm-hmm. it's really cool.
0: Yeah, so we're doing another Facebook group for Lent. Yep. It's Don't have
1: to go through the dating detox alone. You can nope. go through it in a community, including with, with Lisa and myself.
0: And there's a little surprise at the end if you complete it.
1: That's real nice. Some love
0: from Kevin and I. Yep. Um, so, yes, if you look up Dating Detox Lent 2017 on Facebook, you'll find that group and just go ahead and ask to join. And we will be there with you, cheering you on along the way. Um, It was so cool doing it with this last group, just seeing them really, really uh, cheer each other on and work together. And um, we'd love to have you be a part of that if that's going to be one more layer that's going to help you uh, succeed.
1: Absolutely. My only last thought is I'm sure there's some folks out there who they're maybe at a stage in their life where they go, you know, that's not a book I need. I just encourage you uh, to find someone in your life that you could give the book to or really any good book that you know, but, uh, you know, as far or as walk with through, them through it, yeah, or walk with them through it, uh, to, yeah, hold them accountable, mentor them through it. Um, we really wanted to write this book in the context of discipleship and mentoring as well. And principally for, for our focus folks, but for really anyone to, to use. So if you've got someone out there who maybe you don't think this book is for you, but it could be for them. Just encourage you to think about that as well.
0: Very good. All right, you want to drop us uh, the how-to challenge?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think we just pretty simple. We, we just, pretty much <laughs> just did it. You just I thought we were doing the how-to it. challenge. You
0: didn't announce
1: it. Well, you were. They're you confused. started on You started on the how-to, and you didn't announce it. Oh, uh, I don't you, really know. Okay. You do it because you missed it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's simple. It's simple. The how to challenge is is we want to challenge you to check out the book. Not because we want to make money because let me tell you, we're not really making a whole lot of money off this thing anyway. But because we want you to be free. That's all we want. We just want you to be free. And if this can be a tool that can get you there, then praise God. Um, So check it out. You know, if you've got a friend who you know just finished it, then just say, can I please have your book? Borrow it. Don't even buy it. That's fine. Borrow it from a friend. Whatever you need to do, ask your focused missionary. I know some of them have it. Um, but check it out the book and pray about whether or not this might be just what you need.
1: Hashtag rock your Lent. <laughs> awesome. I well, think that's a wrap. <laughs> this is a wrap and it's been fun talking about uh, our book. We've done it a lot of contexts, but it's fun to do it on our own podcast. So mm-hmm. if you all have any questions, comments, anything for us, please let us know in the book. We'd love to help you out in any way that we can. And until next time... We wish you the best of weeks and uh, we'll uh, talk to you here soon. God, God bless. bless. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at madetomagnify.com and you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa and Cotter. That's Ann with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests.
0: And would you do us a quick favor? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it.